Hello, good people. Welcome to The Chris Stefanik Show, the show that helps you find the joy that God made you for in the midst of everyday life. Don't miss us every week as we dive into real issues with real people and answer real questions. God bless you. My brothers and sisters, so good to be with you again. We're going to dive more deeply into the whole area of fitness. Why? Well, we're coming off the new year, and I know that according to statistics, 75% of you made New Year's resolutions, and the vast majority of those had to do with your body. That's right, before your marriage, relationships, spiritual lives, you filthy pagans. It was all, <laughs> I'm kidding. It was, but it was all, a lot of things about fitness. I want to do X, Y, or Z with my health in the new year. Studies also showed that a lot of you are already failing at that. So we're going to talk about how to succeed and what that has to do with your spiritual life. And I have a fitness expert with us this week. Thanks for being with us. All right, my friends, we got a professional bodybuilder with us this week. I know you're thinking, Chris, there's a professional bodybuilder there every week. It's you. <laughs> no, a real one and a real life Catholic and a personal coach, Dakota Lane. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, Great just, to be here. Absolutely. I love being with you, dude. Okay, before I dive into asking Dakota questions, I want to open the floor up. As you know, this is a live show and a big part of this. I'm not just here to give a message. I'm here for you. I'm here to take your questions. Anytime you want to interrupt our conversation with your questions, text 720-650-0100. That's 720-650-0100. And we'll take your questions. Dakota, before we dive into the whole uh, fitness journey that you've been on, tell me about your spiritual journey. Because I, I, uh, I love your faith, and I've seen you grow in your faith through the years just by seeing you at, at Mass mm -hmm. through the years. So you entered a beautiful marriage with a great Catholic woman. Mm -hmm. uh, so tell me about your faith journey. What got you into this? You're not your average guy. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been an interesting journey. Um, I tell people that I found my faith through what I think is the best way to find it, which was, which was through intense suffering. Uh, my home life growing up was, was just very difficult. Um, a mm. lot of suffering, a lot of abuse, a lot of disease. Mm. Um, and that's really what got me to the place of, uh, of a question one morning before middle school um, where I asked, God, if this is all life has to offer, I don't really want any part of it. Um, life is just too hard. There's too much suffering. Um, and that's really where it started. And then from there was just a complete opening of my heart um, to something more and, and a hope. And that's really what the gospel began to offer me, obviously, which was um, a hope and a reason through my suffering. Um, mm. So it was through the high school journey, um, just getting to know Jesus more intimately um, through that suffering and seeing the reasons behind it, what it grew in me, how I grew mm. through it, um, that led me eventually to seminary for two years, out of transferred from there to Franciscan. Um, Where were we at seminary? I was at seminary in St. Paul, Minnesota. So okay. I was studying for Denver, but it was a college seminary. Got it. Um, amazing, amazing experience of formation and just diving yeah. deep into my brokenness. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really where kind of the fitness came in, which we'll get to. So to Franciscan University, another fellow yeah. alumni. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm looking at you as you're talking and my, my, my face is like, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so in awe of the beauty of grace when I hear oh a gosh. story like that. Because most people would, if, who are atheists would tell you it's because I suffered. Mm -hmm. It's because of the problem of pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. You hit the bottom with pain and suffering and it became a prayer of, please God, tell me there's something more. Yeah. And he answered that prayer. Absolutely. I mean, that's the interesting thing with suffering is that I tell people all the time, whether it's physical, spiritual, you know, existential suffering, it can either make you bitter or it can make you better. Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes it's both mm -hmm. um, throughout the journey. Um, but for me, like you mentioned with grace, uh, only by grace yeah. um, and, and receptivity. Um, but yeah, it's been an incredible journey. And then 
after Franciscan coming to the Augustine Institute for my graduate work yeah, and yeah. then starting awesome, a business man. and working with people now who get to, get to give back. I one of the many, and we, were gonna, we could talk about this uh, a lot more, but one of the many overlaps of, of physical exercise and spiritual life, uh, I've thought a lot about this. If God wants to create a, a part of your soul that's more beautiful, that stands out even mm -hmm. more, he does it the same way that you build up your bicep. Mm -hmm. How? Resistance. Absolutely. You want, you want to get that bigger, yeah. you hurt it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? and, and not that God is this, this divine uh, you know, pain inflictor, mm -hmm. but he does create resistance with the hope that we're going to rise up Absolutely. to that. Yeah. Uh, what got you from uh, you know, your spiritual life to, I, I think I remember you when you were, when you were small, yeah. Dakota. Yeah, I what, was extremely small. Yeah, okay, so what, what, what developed that passion in you, not just professionally, yeah. but coaching, we'll get to that, but on a personal level, when was that ignited? And, and when did yeah. that go from, uh, hey, this is a cool personal hobby, to, you know, I'm, you're, you're a professional athlete level with this. So mm -hmm. what, tell me about that whole journey. Yeah, it's been a wild journey. Um, yeah, when I entered high school, I was 4'11", 81 pounds, so I was about the size of like a fifth grader. 81 pound college uh, high yeah, school freshman. Yeah, yeah. That's not I, a I wrestled fun 103s. Um, I never had to worry about cutting because I was so light. But I tell okay. people I was essentially a hobbit with less hairy feet. Um, and my whole life, I've just been small. Say that again. <laughs> I was essentially, <laughs> essentially a hobbit with less hairy feet. That's good. Literally, though, my whole life yeah. I was I was small. I was the smallest kid in my whole school my whole life. Um, I was strong in high school, and I've always been athletic. I've always loved sports. Yeah. But it was when I went to seminary, actually. We had a lot of time to pray, a lot of time to study, and there was a brand new $60 million workout facility. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go start working out. But if I had to tell you the most honest reason of why I began that journey, mm. at, the, at the very depths of my heart, what I wanted was I wanted to walk into a room and to be noticed. Mm. That's where it started, mm. um, which obviously came from a, a lot of things from my childhood growing up, you know, wanting affirmation from my dad, all that type of stuff. We all have that. We all search for oh, different yeah. things in different ways for those reasons. But that's really where it started was a desire to be noticed, to make mm. something of myself. And it was, it was very early on into the fitness, working out stuff, which I had no idea what I was doing. It's funny to look back on. I like benched and did bicep curls every workout because I didn't know what I was doing. Curls for the girls. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I got into it that way. But, but very quickly, I realized it's, it's about more than, mm. than my biceps. They're not going to make me happy. Um, and for, for me, it became, which we'll get into, a, a really a school of virtue. Um, and that's where, at that point, I realized this self-mastery I was diving into, there was this unique parallel between the suffering I had experienced in life, the joy that Jesus had to offer me, but then on a bodily level, those types of same principles that you're mentioning, working your muscles, the strain, the rebuild, those types of things. So then when I went to Franciscan and really got into more of my own journey, getting, learning more about it, um, then it took off from there. And then working with people, um, mm. giving back, it's just, yeah, it's just exploded from there and for my own desire to, to help. I, I love what you, you mentioned the word happiness. I mean, this is for you, not about your body. Which is amazing. Yeah. That, right. And and the people you're coaching, you have a coaching business. Mm -hmm. uh, tell, tell me about where, where people can find out about that. By the way. Yeah. Uh, not Deco that you can. Not that you have any <laughs> bandwidth to take any more people. But what what is yeah, the Dakota site? Lane Fitness .com. Dakota Lane Fitness .com. Yeah. And and you're fine. I mean, for you, you this was a, a discovery that this. Wow. What I actually want is to be happy. I want to be healed. Mm -hmm. There's so much a body soul connection. Uh, how are you finding that with people you coach? It is so apparent. I mean, I work with a lot of Catholics, but I work with a lot of non-Catholics. And 
really what it comes down to, you know, like you mentioned, is, is that search for happiness. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of people look at the fitness culture, they'll look at the gym culture, and they'll see a lot of vanity, a yeah. lot of self-obsession, self-serving, and it's yeah. there. It's there in every yeah. industry. The reality is the fundamental desire in the gym is I want to be better. Mm. I want to be a better human being. And, yeah, a lot of times it stops the flesh, but from there, if you take that and you can reorient that that energy, mm. it's amazing. So the people that I work with, you know, um, just one example um, of, of the way it kind of happens, somebody comes to, to work with me, we start working together. Well, eventually that desire that they kind of had or thought of, I'm going to change my body, it's going to make me happy. Deep down, they might not admit that, but that's what's there. Right. You start to change your body, you realize it's not going to, it's not going to bring me ultimate happiness. Yeah, and more. another thing comes out, you know, somebody mentions to me offhand, you know, the reason why I wanted to work with you is because <clears throat> I thought that it would make my husband like me more. Mm. And it's things like that. You just see the brokenness of the world, the brokenness mm. of humanity, myself. The gym is really a place for us to just piece by piece begin to work ourselves back together um, through grace, that discipline, taking self-mastery mm. over ourselves, not being like a leaf blown in the wind of our appetites, mm. um, and really taking control of, of what we can do um, in a humble way where we know like, you can't healthy eat your way into immortality. That's not my goal as a coach is to help you become immortal in that way. Right. You can't work out your way into becoming, you know, unstoppable and, and unkillable. That's not the point. Mm -hmm. The point is everything else that goes along under the surface. Or, or hitting, hitting to those, those childhood wounds. I can't work out my way to getting the approval I wanted exactly. as a little kid. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and yet there's that profound overlap when, in the spiritual life. I mean, one of the reasons 75% of people, their New Year's resolution... Uh, it, it has something to do with their fitness, is because it's something measurable. Absolutely. You know, it's like I, I, my bench press went up by 2.5 pounds. There's something <laughs> I'm controlling in life. Yeah. There's some way I'm progressing. And then when you get people to see that this is part of the spiritual journey, mm -hmm. that you can progress spiritually in the same way, right. you can light the fire there, man. Yeah. Well, that's the big thing for me. At the end of the day, discipline is great. Discipline, taking you know control over our will, that's great. But as I mentioned, you know, the goal isn't to just become super disciplined mm -hmm. like uh, what would it be if you just became a super disciplined person at the end of your life like okay you had a really clean mm -hmm. bed your whole life no yeah. what is it for at the end of the day it, it's for love that's Amen. really what it comes down to love to will the good of another takes it takes f free will you have to make that choice so the fact that when i'm disciplining my body what is it for self-mastery for self-gift it has to lead to that or else it, yes it is a, it can be about yourself it can become very vain but mm -hmm. when you realize my life is meant to lay to be laid down for others. I see it all the time happen. Moms become better moms. You know, husbands become better husbands. Workers become better workers through the simple, you know, journey of of our, our natural progression, taking that control over ourselves mm. to lay yourself down. It's about self-mastery. Mm -hmm. So you so that you can become self-gift. I and I, I love that distinction because the the Catholic moral life, the Christian path can become moralism, rigorism mm -hmm. if it's not guided by and turned out of itself by love mm -hmm. and that's totally empty yeah and that's a that's a big that's repulsive frankly Absolutely. uh someone asked a question I'm, I'm a 63 year old man what are some of the best resources for fitness slash nutrition while aging tim from boston what's up tim <laughs> thanks for being with us man yeah that's a good question other I mean, than dakotalanefitness.com <laughs> yeah there's a there's a lot of information out there the tough thing nowadays is there is so much information it's overwhelming it's it hard it really is and yeah. most of the people who are giving information they don't have your health it, mm -hmm. At their number one priority, it's it's your dollar. That's that's a tough yeah. part about it. Yeah. Um, but you know, th so there's not, 
I wish there was, and maybe eventually we'll create something, you know, just a end all be all resource. But um, you know, finding somebody that you trust who's been there, done that, who has similar values to you, I think that's a huge component. Is somebody who has similar values, so that when they're giving you information, it's not just stopping at the fitness and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's it's really good to implement good fitness and nutrition, and there is objectivity to this journey. It isn't just what's you know what's the new hot fad thing. So, um, you know, finding somebody you trust is probably the best way if you don't necessarily know how to navigate. So, personal the online, trainer who you trust. Yeah, personal trainer, your online coaches. There's a lot of good ways out there to to find good resources, and there's a lot of really good free information out there. It's just learning mm-hmm. to kind of sift through it. Um, but it's super important as we age, especially. Um, you know, to, to take care of our bodies. There's things that change, that break down. And yep. um, so much of the things we live with, living on prescription medications, you know, assuming we can, we'll always have aches and pains, all these types of things, they're not, they don't have to be given. Right, right, yeah. I, I, uh, finding a person with a similar values, who's a guy got the same Christian worldview, same advice I give to people looking for counselors. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise you're entrusting your brain to someone who might turn it to mush. Yeah. You know, and you're trusting your bodily path. And when you see the emotional body, bodily connection, who could then say, yeah, do work out because right. then your husband will, <laughs> you know, care about you. Right. And by the way, keep paying me to feed this mm-hmm. hole inside your heart that's never going to be filled. Um, <laughs> this has opened a lot of doors for you for evangelization. Absolutely. Tell me about some of that. And, I, and, I, and this is one of the few realms where people who have authority are still respected. Mm-hmm. You know, like high school students are not necessarily respecting their teacher mm. unless the teacher earns the respect that 50 years ago they would have had because they're a teacher. Uh, priests, people in ministry. But if you're in the world of fitness, if you're a coach, if you're a trainer, um, and you just bodily present, hey, I did the thing you're striving for. <laughs> right. You know, so h- how does how is that respect uh, open doors for you to spread the faith? Yeah, I mean, it happens all the time. Um, my wife always gives me a hard time because I just have the, I just have the strangest encounters oftentimes mm-hmm. in the gym. But it really is, you know, when I got out of college and I was getting more into my faith, um, but also getting more into the fitness, I was I would get some criticism from people of, you know, hey, hey, are you okay? You know, you seem, are you, you sure you're not becoming like too vain about this? And actually, and, I got a question right oh, here nice. that ties in with what you're saying. Do you ever find fitness at odds with modesty? So, man, anyway. yeah, I mean, yeah, hugely important question. But yeah, to speak to that, you know, I was getting that pushback of, hey, yeah. you know, are, are you okay? Are you sure you're not becoming too, too vain with this? And it is a balance. The thing that I, you know, kind of have to say about that is no matter what the pursuit is, there's always going to be a possible extreme that could be bad. Mm -hmm. As Catholics, we know we don't just throw out everything because of the possibility of a bad thing. Virtue is lying in the middle. It's it's the Mm -hmm. means between two extremes. So yes, you could be extremely prideful. You could be a modest vein, those types of things, but there's so much goodness to it also. You don't just have a body. You are your body. So Mm -hmm. yeah, the, the evangelization um, you know, I, I get to talk to so many guys who I otherwise wouldn't probably talk to, honestly, just because of my workout, the way I looked, whatever it may be, yeah. um, talking to guys, and it, you kind of become a sign of contradiction where they look at you and expect you to act a certain way, to say certain things. Yep. They say something, and I don't give them the response they were looking for, and all of a sudden it's, whoa, mm. th- there's something different there. So, yeah, I mean, all the time I, I get to speak into that. Jesus did that into a lot. That. <laughs> He did. Absolutely. Yeah. Where can I get water? If you knew we were talking to you, we talk about living water. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, that's that's an awesome thing because because you, you know, they're looking for happiness. Right. They're looking for for the joy that they're made for. Man. Yeah, and so you know, uh, working with. The, no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, working with clients and seeing that suffering, it's it's a really unique and privileged spot to just speak mm-hmm. into some of those really low moments. Yeah. It's a very vulnerable thing. Yeah. Really physical. Um, 
Speaking of, of finding the, the right balance, you know, a lot of guys will look at you and the first question is what? How do I get right. huge? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> you know? And I, I think a lot of balance when, when it comes to physical activity and happiness comes with managing the right expectations, mm -hmm. right? Now, mm -hmm. you, people might look at you, and I think one of, the, one of the downsides of the fitness industry is that folks might set expectations that, that fit yes. more. I mean, you're literally a professional athlete, mm -hmm. you know? Like, I, I'm not... I'm not going to play baseball at the level of a professional baseball player right. because I don't put I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> right. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, as long as it fills the part in my life it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. uh, how many hours a day do, do you work out? Yeah, typically probably between one and a half and two and a half hours. Depends okay. on the day. Um, I really like what you said though. It really does come down to realistic expectations. Yeah. Um, and eating too is like a full time oh, job. Yeah. 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 How much of it is eating the right way to get to that next level? Where it's like, okay, you're going professional athlete level. Right. How much time are you putting into that? I like, mean, it's. I mean, even at the even at the beginner level, the nutrition is hugely important. Yeah. Food is fuel. You have to fuel your body the right way to achieve the certain goals. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's that. I, you know, I tell people if there was social media around when I started my fitness journey, which mind you is has been 10 years now. So when people yeah. look at me and they're like, man, I want that. I'll work with you for four months. I'm like, that's awesome. I, <laughs> I just want to let you know I've been doing this for 10 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, when, when, you know, when people start off, if, I, if there was social media when I started at the in 30 seconds at the click of a finger, you see 40, 50, 100 people who look mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. You just see a highlight reel. Yeah. yeah, they can be filtered. You know, there can be mm -hmm. all these types of things. And it just creates this really unrealistic idea of what's achievable. Um, you're already setting yourself up for, for failure. So, yeah, making things that are realistic, sustainable, achievable, and knowing, you know, wh what your means are that you have to give to it. You know, you might not be able to give as much as you can, but that doesn't mean you can't give anything. Right. Yeah, do, just, just do something. Right. Just Take that next step is totally essential. Um, yeah, and, and the, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm able to give, you know, maybe a half hour, 40 minutes a day. Yeah. That's realistic for me. And that's, that's, I mean, for me, like the big, one of the biggest motives when I think I don't have time to work out today, uh, one of the biggest motives is I want to be happy. Mm -hmm. I mean, frankly, like I, my, my neurological processes are not right. working as sharp. Yeah. I can't serve the Lord as well. Absolutely. I can't be as present to my family. So it's like I'm gonna take this time away from them to get that workout in, and, absolutely, and to to bolster my my own my own psyche. Um, there's a dark side to the sport too. You've mm -hmm. shared with me before how, uh, you know, when when you're right now you're you're just coaching, you're not competing mm -hmm. with, as as a professional uh, bodybuilder mm -hmm. posing. Um, but you, you've said you've shared with me how how that's not actually a fitness sport when yeah. you're, when you're on the stage by that point. Right. And and. Uh, you know, a lot of people set that as an ideal, but tell me how that's not actually healthy. Like, tell me about your experience yeah. of the times that you've been no, on stage. It's a really important point. You know, seeing more of the behind the scene now of it, of what goes into mm -hmm. that picture you see on yeah. a magazine or a billboard or whatever it is. Yeah, the sport of bodybuilding, it's not a sport of health at, yeah. at the end of it. It's a sport, when you're on stage, you know, you're extremely depleted, dehydrated, you know, underslept. You have no glags in your liver. Like, you have so many things going yeah, wrong. Yeah, dehydrated. Why are you dehydrated before you're on stage? Yeah, I mean, the idea is to... to get out as much water from your body as you can to get a really dry, lean look. So, you, so your you, skin is stuck to exactly. your muscle. There's no, there's no yeah. liquid between. Right. There's a whole science to, to and manipulating And a kid sees that or like, that. I can look that way. Like, exactly. yeah, if you don't drink for two or three days. <laughs> right. <laughs> what's, that, yeah. what's that feel like when you're about right. to go on stage when you're in that physical state? It doesn't feel good. You, yeah. 
it's one of those things. How many like, days do you go without water before? I mean, it depends on the coach, but it can be you know a couple days or hours. It depends on how lean you are. Wow. But it really, wow. yeah, it, it really is. I tell people, it's not a sport of health. Um, wow. But we see those we see those people, and we think this is ideal health and fitness. Mm. You know, a lot of those people for photo shoots, they diet down for that to look like that for that moment. A few days after, you can easily gain between 15 and 30 pounds just of water and regular. Yeah, after within one of my, days. After one of my shows in three days, I gained 25 pounds. Just some, just some water weight. Yeah, water and just like glycogen replenishing. Wow. It's pretty wild, but no, it's it's really important for people to know. Young people looking at this as like this is ideal. Wow. Um, it's not healthy, you know. At a certain point, the lowest caliper measurement I got to is 3.3 body fat percentage. At a certain point, you get to essential body fat. Your body does not work as a human being should work. Like, no, yeah. It's yeah. not healthy. So, so I, I'm way, <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Yeah, you're, you're thriving. Yeah. Fully human. Yeah. Fully alive. Right? right. <laughs> I'm doing, I, I really, I really want to progress. I'm like everybody else I'm talking mm -hmm. about these New Year's resolutions. I really sure. do want to, do want to progress in this area. But yeah, the, the balanced approach is, is essential. And, the, and the, I love the intentional time with the spiritual life. Are yeah. you thinking of, uh, here's a great question. How do you maintain the balance between your spiritual and physical health, and are you intentionally, you know, how do you turn your workout into a more spiritual experience? Are you, do you, are you making yes. an act of the will as you do this? Absolutely, this is, yeah, this is probably one of my favorite things. You know, when I got into working out more, like I said, it started from a desire to be noticed very quickly, and I was in seminary, I was living my faith pretty radically. I was like, you know, people run marathons dedicated to their honor as cancer. Mm. People dedicate books and movies why can't I dedicate my workout every single day as a prayer to somebody else, offering my body as a living sacrifice, mm. uniting it, making it not about just how much I can lift today. I'm offering this pain so that hopefully somebody else who's going through something might have the strength to get through what they're going through. And I tell that to my clients a lot, you know, just a simple... You're, you're offering it up literally as you go along. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's awesome. You know, I tell this to my clients, just one little, you know, life hack to accountability Text somebody the night before. If you're doing an early morning workout and it's hard to wake up in the morning, mm. text somebody the night before. Hey, I just want to let you know tomorrow morning I'm going to work out and I'm going to, I'm going to offer it for you. It doesn't have to be like you know, a cliche. I'm going to offer it up. But just say, I'm going to dedicate it for you. Yeah. I just want you to know that. I hope you have a great day. It keeps mm. you accountable. It also kind of you know, inspires somebody else in that. But the, the physical and the spiritual, it's so important. And I really wanted to get to that point. You know, the life of prayer, mm. it can be so easy to think, I'm too busy to pray. Mm. I have so much to do. I got family, I got kids, whatever job. When you take that time away to take care of yourself, it mm. lends itself to get to make you better at those other things. It's very similar to to the physical aspect, you know. Mm. When you take that time out, you know, it's going to make you better disposed to give of yourself in those other ways. That's self-mastery, taking control, learning to push through temporary pain for a greater good. I mean, that's, mm. that's really what the gospel is at the end of the day. So mm. um, whether, you, well, you know, whether somebody's Catholic, Christian or not, that principle is going to be the same. But for me, yeah, it, it, is, it is a very spiritual um, journey for me. Um, just as I set aside time for prayer each day, I set aside time to make sure I'm being the healthiest I can be to take care of the, the gift that God gave me in my body, not just for the sake of having a good body, but for the sake of being a well-disciplined and integrated human being to give of myself. You know, and, and that taking the time, that self-care time, uh, I think cuts to a, a really fundamental wound. A lot of people mm. fail at this because they don't think they're worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's everything from, from housewives who are full-time moms to you just gave a, a conference for priests in, in Arizona, mm -hmm. right, to teach them about fitness yeah. and spirituality, which I want to dig into that more in a second. Um, but especially anyone who's pouring themselves out for others, 
they, they frequently think, well, I got to do these 15 things before mm -hmm. I get to my self-care. It's like, no, actually, you are more important than right. those 15 things. Right. And, and I, I, you know, way more than needing all the dishes done, your kids need you to be happy. Yeah. Way, way more than having your homily perfectly prepared and typed out. Mm -hmm. Your parishioners need to see that you're taking care of yourself. Right. And you smile when you get up there. Yeah. You want to promote voc vocations? You know, have kids look at you and say, that guy's a happy priest. Absolutely. You know, uh, but if we don't do that, it's probably because we, we haven't really believed that we're worthy of that love. Yeah. No, man, it's amazing how many wounds this whole topic kicks up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I see it happen all the time. It happens in myself, too. Um, and it's not a one and done where you overcome yeah. those things and all of a sudden now I have good spiritual, you know, fitness. It's like, no, 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 day in and day out, you're battling those thoughts and yep. those things. But yeah, you know, somebody's iPhone breaks they're probably going to get a new iPhone pretty darn quick. Right. The brakes go out in their car, they're probably going to get new brakes pretty quick. Mm -hmm. The health of your body, the one gift God gave you to live your entire life, oftentimes becomes the last priority. Mm -hmm. you, when you change, it's just like prayer. You begin to see everything else kind of fall in line. Right, right. What was the main message you took with those priests? Was it for, who was it? Was it for the, all the priests? Yeah, it was for the Diocese of Phoenix. So they invited me to come in to do an ongoing formation workshop. So it was two and a half hours. We got to dive into kind of what I call the theology of discipline in one session. The second session really dived into nutrition and exercise science, wow. gave them practical ways. But um, yeah, you know, just talking to them and their vocation, just trying to emphasize to them again, your life is, is spent all the time just giving of yourself and laying yourself down. The gift that you're laying down, don't you want that to be the best gift that, you, that it can be? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, before the fall, our body was subordinate to our soul. It was, it was in union. Yeah. We didn't have things like gluttony and laziness. And, and now after the fall, it's ruptured. So, yeah, we have all these things rebel against us. It's just one natural way on the human level to just begin to to reorder the, that soul-body relationship. Mm. So, yeah, with the priests, it's, uh, it, was, it was awesome to be able to, to be with them. And, you know, a topic that priests probably don't get talked to about really ever. Not enough. I've never really heard that, you know, yeah. topic for them. Yeah. Um, but, but so imperative for their lives. And then lives. translates to the ministry, too, right? You're, Absolutely. You were telling me you encountered a, a guy who got advice from one of the priests. Yeah, yeah. The next day, I got a text <laughs> from a guy that I hadn't heard from in a, in a while. And... Uh, <laughs> told me, yeah, that, you know, this priest had just mentioned something to him about, hey, you know, you might want to look into exercising more. Um, you know, this guy came and gave this talk about it, and it has me thinking a lot about the importance of that. Mm. It's something so simple, and a lot of things in life can be that way. It's just like keeping it simple, simple things, yeah. taking care of, of those fundamental things. Um, it's so easy to overlook them and just over-spiritualize, and we can do all the prayers we want. That's great. You have to have that. Um, but if you go and sit in the chapel, you know, for an hour and then come out and you snap at your kid all of a sudden because they ask you a question or, you, you know, you, you, you revert to just alcohol each night to deal with your stress, it's right. a little bit off, right. you know? Right, right. I, I think it was, um, was, it, was it Mother Teresa who said, if you want to be holy, act holy. Mm. And then, you know, there, if you want to be a well-balanced, well-rounded person who values things like self-care, well, just do it. Right. And then, and then you're, it's going to kick up the wounds that stop you from doing it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to start auto-correcting all the things inside yeah. instead of having to sit there and stew in, in our dysfunction. I've, I've given this advice to a lot of young adult men who, um, who looks like they're kind of defeated and are asking me mm. for advice about life. I'm like, dude, let's cut through all this stuff. How about you deadlift? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I love that. <laughs> yeah, just go lift some heavy weight. It, it doesn't matter if yeah. all you can get is a 25 <laughs> on each side. As long as you're like, yeah. as you lift it, it just unleashes the beast right. and like it, it builds the confidence and um, it's it's amazing how this is undervalued. In the, oh, absolutely. Among devout Christians. Yeah. Among devout Catholics. I had a, a a young adult woman tell me the other day. She's like, you know, she just just got into her faith and she's like, I'm looking around for a guy who's like 
at minimum, I, w- I want to know, like, if my house is on fire, he could carry me out of it. Like, right, yeah, absolutely. I, I want to go to some of these dudes, like, have you heard of a gym? Like, you don't have to be <laughs> huge, but curl every once in a while, yeah. you know? Uh, but but there is something that, about that that sends, um, not just the psychological health, but sends a message of, uh, to the world about, about how we carry ourselves. Yeah. Um, how we discipline ourselves. Yeah. How we live our lives. Yeah, I'm, I, I do a lot of public speaking, and, and I find that dur- during the COVID time, I lost some of my motive, and I'm Absolutely. like, I'm, I'm building a body bag. Sure. To me, that's not vanity. Mm-hmm. That's part of the message. Mm. My body conveys as I'm in front of people talking right. uh, that if I want to tell you how to live your life, I have to look like I'm, sure. like I'm actually living my life in a disciplined way. Uh, and priests, I want to see them do the same thing. You know, yeah. how, how do you how do you um, not cross that line from yeah. like that? The appearance does actually matter, right? To here's vanity, and it's what is the distinction between those two, and how do you personally, uh, especially in a career that's like yeah. it, it feeds that, like, right? Uh, like super feeds. Yeah, you it's making something. Sure you look good. It's something I wrestle with all the time. Um, and again, virtue. You know, we like things to be very clean cut and think, mm-hmm. okay. If you're doing it here, you're good. But virtue is oftentimes, uh, it's an organic balance between two extremes. Um, and some days you win and some days you, you don't. I had this really interesting encounter. You know, I got a call from a priest one day. He lost about 45 pounds work with me. Wow. He was looking great, um, feeling amazing. You know, he didn't look like a bodybuilder by any means. He still, he looked like a normal human being to me at that point. Yeah. Wasn't underfed or anything. He called me and said, hey, Dakota, you know, I had a couple of parishioners who approached me and, you know, asked me, hey, Father, are you sick? Or, you know, I've noticed you're really giving a lot into your health. Are you okay? You know, is, is everything, you know, kind of that, yeah. are you being vain? Are you sick? What's going on with yeah, you? Like, you've had yeah. this huge change. And he's like, Dakota, like, you know, am I being too extreme with this? Am I? And I was telling him, Father, you have to understand there's, there's two really important components to this. The first is that when you begin to progress in your life in good ways, it's going to highlight people's insecurities. It contrasts their insecurities a lot. So they have one of two options. They can either take that, you know, that challenge of themselves and they can rise up to it and be like, you know, that's inspiring. I want to do better. Or they can cut you down to make themselves feel better in their, you know, whatever you want to call it. Let's call it mediocrity. Yeah. Well, the other component to this that I told him is, you know, Father... The extremes that people live have become normal. So now if you deviate from what's normal, you're seen as immediately, oh, you're dieting or, oh, you're, you care about your looks. Yeah, yeah. And I told him, you know, the, the average has become the normal. It's not normal to overeat every single meal of every single day, to never take care of your body, to abuse your health. That's not normal. Right. But of course, if I were to say that to somebody, you know, hey, do you, should you really have that extra piece of pizza? No, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. insulting. Oh yeah, totally. So on the yeah. flip side, it's very easy to say, you Should know. Should you really be lifting and right. taking care of yourself? <clears throat> right. You know, if, if you're going crabbing, you, you don't have to put a lid on the top of, bu- of a big bucket of crabs. Because hmm. as soon as one gets near the top, they'll pull it back down. <laughs> no, you're not getting <laughs> true out. True story, man. No, absolutely. Like, you can get down here with us and stink. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's true, man. But it's tough. It really uh, comes down to your intention. Obviously, that's, you know, that's with a lot of things. Yeah. I, I, we got time for one, one more question, but uh, the, real simply... Someone's watching this, like, I want to make a change. What's the first step? Where do you start? You know, one, one joke I started out with that my book, Living Joy, is, um, you know, pe- people, there's a joke, like, you can't get there from here. I want to go to such and such town. You can't get there from here. It's a joke because you can literally get anywhere from wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Some people look at, uh, at, like, the call to joy and think, well, I'm not a happy person, so therefore this doesn't apply to me. I'm not a fit person, never have been, therefore this doesn't apply to right. me. The, the spiritual journey is all about whether you look like, 
like you right now or me or someone who's never touched a weight. Mm -hmm. It's about taking steps. Absolutely. You know, that's, the Lord loves us right where we are. Yeah. And that's how, that's how life is with him. Uh, so where do you get started? Yeah, you know, one thing that I talked, I work with every kind of client you can imagine from professional athletes to somebody who's never seen the inside of a gym. And for every person, it's, okay, we have to find something that's going to work for you. That's the mm -hmm. biggest thing is sustainability, which is what you're getting at. Yeah, it's looking at your life and being realistic about, you know, what's something small that I can do? You know, maybe I can just focus on drinking more water this week mm. and hydrating myself. Maybe, yeah, maybe I can't go to the gym yet. Maybe I can, you know, go out for a walk more. Um, and maybe it is, you know, pushing yourself to the next level. But really, you know, there's no, you know, easy answer because it's really dependent upon what the person can do. But, yeah, I think starting small is really important. Um, but being realistic, as I mentioned earlier, of not having this idea that I'm going to lose, you know, 30 pounds in one month. You know, healthy, sustainable weight loss would be one to two pounds a week. So mm -hmm. things like that, people just have unrealistic expectations of what, they can achieve. Um, but yeah, you know, finding somebody who you can trust, who can just give you some basic advice. Um, that's how humans learn a lot of time is imitation. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you know, returning to whole foods, uh, just simple foods, not all the processed stuff. Something as simple as that of, of getting rid of, you know, pop, extra sugar, things like that. Yeah. Um, small steps. Man. Yeah, you know, just one simple, th this is a kind of a, a interesting little example I give to people, but, you know, fats, for example, are one, ca one gram of fat is nine calories, whereas mm. one gram of protein and one gram of carb is four calories. A handful of almonds can easily be as many calories as a Big Mac, and we just don't realize it. I call it the illusion wow. of healthy eating. Wow. So just learning some basics of nutrition, of fitness, which empowers you. It, it, yes, it can be overwhelming, but there's a lot of rules and regulations because it's important. For things that are important, we have a lot of parameters. So, you know, just finding basic things you can do. Somebody who's been there, done that. It, the same way in the spiritual life, you know. Mm. I'm looking up to the saints. I'm not just going through this journey myself. People have done it. So. Take those little steps, man. Yeah. Okay, very last question I lied. Dakota, what's for dinner? <laughs> what's for dinner? <laughs> what's a professional yeah. bodybuilder eat for dinner tonight? It's pretty boring. Chicken I mean, and broccoli. Yeah, right? a, lot of, a lot of chicken. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't mind eating, eating boring, but yeah. Chicken, rice, sweet potatoes, oats. <laughs> but when I do eat big, I, I eat big. So okay. I'm disciplined. But last week at In-N-Out, I had three double-doubles in one meal. So. Three double-doubles. My record is five. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So it's all about balance. <laughs> See, that's the reason I want to professionally exercise is so I can eat anything I want. It just gives you more room. Yeah, man. You could get a lot more mercy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, dude, thank you so much for being Oh, thanks for having Tell me. Tell me the URL one more time. Yeah, dakotalanefitness.com. All right, brother. Same thanks. thing, Instagram, Facebook, all of it. Cool. Thanks, thanks for your faith, bro. Yeah. I, I just appreciate that, your witness, everything. I love you guys. I hope what you walk away with from tonight is that this is an important part of your life. You're, it's not like you had this soul and then the, the devil created your body and all things physical. No, no. God created the whole thing. And, and take care of that part of you uh, because you're worth caring for. The Lord loves you and you're worth the time it takes to invest a little bit in your own happiness with that kind of, with the self-care of taking care of your body. And it's all about just taking steps from wherever you are, not having some crazy ideal. You don't have to fit these ideals. You just have to follow the Lord, take care of yourself, love yourself as you command us to. Love others as you love yourself. You presume you love yourself. And I love you guys and we'll see you next week. We're going to continue this, this topic next week. Uh, with, with another dear friend of mine. Uh, really excited. We'll see you then. Man, wasn't that great? Listen, if you don't want to be happy, be sure not to subscribe. But if you want a more joyful life, 
the kind of life that God created you for, the kind of life Jesus promised when he said, I came to give you life to the full, then make sure you hit subscribe and share this channel with everybody you know.